I'm Andrew Riggi of the New York City Hospitality Alliance, and we have taken Hospitality and Politics, the podcast, onto video where we are having talks with interesting people about important topics. So today I am here with Scott Landers of Figure 8, which is a logistics firm that works with restaurants to build scalable and sustainable food delivery businesses. Scott, hello. Hey, Andrew. Great to be on with you today. Great. Well, so listen, so first off, uh, obviously the coronavirus has just changed so much in the world and it's hit the restaurant industry so hard. Um, So when it comes to restaurant delivery, um, how should restaurateurs approach delivery during the pandemic, but then also coming out of it in the future? Yeah. So I think when it comes to building out new parts of the business, it's important to build things that you want to run forever. You know, so really thinking about the sustainability and what the decisions we make today look like in two to five years. And I know that's, that's difficult to think through, but it's, it's really important. And when you are able to go through that process to align, you know, what you need to be doing in five years for your long-term brand equity and strategy with what you need to do in the next three months to generate short-term cash flow. That typically is the best strategy. So I think, um, you know, specifically it is making sure that you have enough cash flow coming in the door in the next three months to, to keep the lights on, to pay your bills, um, and to, you know, continue staying in, uh, relevant with your guests. And then I think from there, you know, every decision you make, it, it's so much easier to fix it in design than in construction. So building now into what your five and 10 year plan looks like. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of questions about like, what should I be doing? What should I not be doing? So are there a couple like delivery tips or best practices that every restaurateur should be familiar with? Absolutely. I think, you know, first and foremost, recognizing the challenges on the economic side of the business, it's absolutely imperative that you have your own branded native delivery channel or white label solution. There's a couple, a couple words for it, but Guests should should absolutely be able to come to your website or, uh, and place an order directly on your page without having to leave to any any other page to actually complete the transaction. Um, so that's the digital side of it. And then similarly on on the in person side of it, um, one of the first things I end up doing with most clients is going to their restaurant and scraping off all the decals for third parties and other companies that are right on the door. Um, so it really is imperative to focus on your native channels. One because that's where your brand equity is going to be. Um, your best relationship with your customers. Um, but two, and maybe most relevant for the next 90 days is where your best profit margins are going to be. Um, cause there's nothing worse than bringing in a bunch of revenue on the top line only to see it all go out uh, on the bottom. So when you sit down with a client and they start asking you questions, what are they usually asking about delivery? I know historically they've been really frustrated with the fees rates or the bogus fees that they've been charged for phone calls, but are there other most commonly asked questions and what are your answers? Yeah, I think the biggest themes that come up are first is the technology. You know, what do I need in order to have a modern experience to allow guests to order on my website, maybe even with a loyalty program? You know, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch, but it's worth looking at now. Um, the second theme is around logistics, which is well, once I have my own native website, does that mean I have to do my own delivery? And the answer there is typically no. There are many um, white label logistics companies out there that, that will provide delivery for orders placed on your website. So you own the relationship with the guests and those orders, and then you can contract with a firm um, to, to complete the last mile logistics. And then I think the third one that, that keeps coming up is packaging. Um, you know, 
there's a whole host of issues around food delivery packaging, but I think the ones that most commonly come up are if I'm rolling out a delivery or to-go program for the first time and I don't have packaging, where do I start? Um, if I already have then a, a delivery program, how do I improve my packaging? I think historically you could get by with the brown bag and the clear plastic bag and, and it was fine because 20% of your sales are delivery. Now that 50 to 80% of your sales are delivery, that that packaging is your touch point. There is no ambience of, of the, of the flowers and the music and the server that's able to, to come to you and really express the brand in the hospitality sense. Now we have to express the restaurant's brand and values through the delivery experience. And that comes down to the food, the pricing and the packaging. That's great. And you think that's something coming out of the pandemic that businesses should continue to focus on packaging, kind of bringing the inside experience as much as possible into the packaging. So people recognize, you know, and you stand out, I guess. Yeah. The, the goal in building any delivery business is to understand the restaurant's brand and values and to clearly express them through that delivery experience, through the way you take photographs, the way you write the menu, and, and probably most importantly um, is the packaging. It really is thinking of designing a multi-sensory experience. You know, what does the food look like, both the food itself and the packaging I see the moment I, I first get it delivered? Um, what does it smell like when I, when I take the, the lid off the packaging? Do I get a little puff of steam? because I know it's that fresh and wow, this, this, this ramen is going to be really good. It's, it's so hot. Um, so I think packaging is going to continue to be a point of differentiation for restaurants and where they will be able to invest both in terms of branding, but even as simple as just picking um, one material and consistently applying that throughout your, your packaging fleet. Um, I don't know how many times I get delivery where it's a compostable bowl, a plastic side cup, and then like an aluminum <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thing of rice or something. So um, even just as simple as picking compostable pulp brown packaging or black plastic packaging because we have more saucy, you know, or liquid based uh, menu items is, is, is big. Got it. So try to have consistency among your packaging items. Um, yes. What about restaurants that are on 12 different platforms? Do you advise that um, or not? I personally do not. Um, I think there's a couple of goals when it comes to building out a delivery business. If you're building it for, for the first time and if you've never done delivery, I would absolutely start with my native channels and working to build a business that is 100% owned and operated by, by me as the restaurant. If I'm in a position where I, I can't do that, you know, purely because of the economics of my business or I already have really extensive or good partnerships with third parties, I would look to find your best partners whether that is in terms of the service they're willing to give you, um, the commission rate that maybe you, you might have negotiated with them, um, or just what your particular customers are asking for. You know, my customers just want to order through this platform. Um, so I think first is it go 100% aid if you, if you can. Set your best partners and, and ones that are um, willing to give you competitive rates and service. And then third, um, if you have to be on 10 different platforms, look to then aggregate the operations of them through uh, a third-party aggregator company um, that all the orders then flowing into your POS. Got it. And last but not least, everyone keeps talking about how the restaurant industry is going to change forever. This is going to change for everything related to coronavirus. Obviously, in the midst of the pandemic, everything has changed. But 
Do you think this crisis is going to fundamentally change the future of restaurant delivery, or are we going to eventually just get back to the status quo? I, th I think it's going to change some of the fundamentals for sure. Um, the, the best example I have, well, I have two examples. So one is like the advent of the drive-through. Um, when it first came around 50 years ago, uh, it was controversial, um, but we've seen that it has found its niche in the forever part of the industry, right? Um, and now is actually a very uh, compelling part of that industry in a world of conscious distancing. Um, I think another example would be looking at what happened to the restaurant industry after the 08 correction and thinking about how that might play out after the 2020 correction. Yeah. After 08, what we found is that really catalyzed the transition from casual dining to fast casual dining. Restaurant operators were able to get rid of the front of the dining room. They were able to offer lower price points. And all of the big fast casual names we now know and love, were most of them were formed between 2009-2012. I do expect a similar change um, coming out of 2020 where there will be a further streamlining of operations. Uh, maybe now we're moving into more shared kitchens instead of just shared dining rooms. And that, that the ghost kitchen world will be here to stay. I don't think that it is going to be everything. You know, I think it's just going to be another format that is available to restaurant operators to build their business. Great. Any last words of wisdom for restaurateurs that uh, have a delivery program or thinking about implement, implementing delivery? Yeah, I'll just go back to it. All starts with the marketplace. So really thinking of your 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 online reputation, who owns the data with your guests, and and it's so important to build out native delivery. Um, so I would say now's the time to both think about it, but actually build it. There are many companies who are offering really great deals and providing you know, top-notch service, uh, both on the software and, and, you know, just support side. So um, now is a really great time to make this investment. Um, and, and if you have any questions, that's what we're here for. And, and we always love talking with restaurants about how to solve their problems. Perfect. And if someone wants to reach out to Figure 8, where do they find you? Uh, they can go to our website, figure8.delivery. That's the number eight. Or they can send me an email at scott at figure8.delivery. Scott Landers, Figure 8, great logistics company, great insights. Thank you so much. I'd like to give a big thank you to our guests for coming in. I want to thank everyone for listening to Hospitality and Politics, powered by the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Please rate, review, share this show with anyone you think that would like it. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at the NYC Alliance. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn, New York City Hospitality Alliance. And I'm your host, Andrew Ridgey, and I'm at Twitter at Andrew Ridgey and Instagram, Political Foodie NYC. Join our movement, support the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Find us, the NYCAlliance.org. We'll talk to you next time.